a lot of time it's a lot of strain the people who do it and put it on for other people are really cool and awesome for doing that but then also you get that the old guard people who used to do it all the time feel a lot better about themselves than the young people who are trying to come in and one of these days everyone's gonna die and then they're just gonna be like well how do you feel now about all of the situation old fucks you know oh my god yeah ageism is such a horrible thing right like we're in our 30s now and these 70 year olds are sitting here going ugh people still treat me like a fucking child and now like you know growing up we were told about professionalism and like oh when you've been in your field for a handful of years like I have been in my field working for uh since 2013 kind of on and off so so maybe only like five years experience, I was kind of told or trained to believe that that would make me a semi-professional. <laughs> and yet I go into places and they look at me and go, you still don't have enough experience for an intro management position. And I'm like, bitch, I've got a license. I have been a manager. I have been working in the field. Why do you want somebody ancient to come into a position when you're looking for longevity? Like, and then they, right? wanna, you know, people want to spout off about our generation not making enough money, not hitting life milestones. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, none of you respect me enough for me to get paid for shit. And I owe $87,000 in public school loans for a three year program. Get the fuck out of right. my face. And my little sister only owes like 120, 150 for her public school med school. And I'm like, I owe half of that, and I am in social services. Like, get out of my shit. Ha! <sighs> oh my god, I my agency is kind of bad about that, where they're like, hey, you're too young. I Like, I am the second or third youngest person in my office at 31 years old. Yeah. For positions that require a high school diploma or two years experience in the like preference two years experience in the disability services field with a college degree i should not no my master's and my five years experience i should not be where i'm at like right yeah i just hit the five-year mark in my position (laughs) no i feel you i just hit like literally this month the five-year mark in my position but i like did some calculating and i've been at this company for like 10 years and yeah like Damn. They start you off in like this this position where like you're very happy to get a livable wage based on like the part-time position that you had before was not a livable wage. And in order to get like right. real leverageable increases every year, you're basically working two people's worth of work and volunteering for fucking everything. And I have a really good boss. Like this could be a lot worse, but yeah, there's still that whole like I'm I'm almost 30 years old and everyone on the floor just does not have any respect for me or my authority. Like, I know a lot about a lot of things in this position and they still have a way of like, every time I'm like, that's not the priority right now. They're like, well, we used to give a shit. And back in the day when we had this one guy, he used to like immediately drop everything and attend to our needs. And I'm like, all right, yeah, but that guy did a quarter of what I do. So... In the large scheme of yeah, things, you're yeah. like, this is like a low priority. <laughs> oh my anyway. god, it's just, <laughs> no, I totally, I get it, I do. It's it's really interesting, like, just how, with technology, and I had a college professor complain about this, and it, it really, it was a cool perspective to have, and I 
respect it, but his expectation, it was just so counter to the life that we lived as college students. He was totally of the mindset that he could, he could and would and did go off the grid every once in a while. He would just unplug technology for a weekend, not respond to email. He only did it like once a day. And I, I've, I've had to get to a point in my productivity where I only look at email once a day, which sometimes means I only look at it, look at it once every three days and everybody can go fuck mm-hmm. themselves because I have too much to do that I can't even get my work done in a 40 hour work week. But that's besides the point. But he like he was often complaining about the fact that when he was going through his undergraduate, his uh, master's program, his PhD program, you were outstanding as a as a candidate if you left your master's program with one paper published yet for us there's this our generation and i have no idea what it's like now there was an expectation or this idea that if you didn't graduate your undergrad with a paper published you were behind the Mm -hmm. curve like it was just and and it had to do with the accessibility of technology the immediacy of technology and it's it's astounding. I, I saw this article and it was talking about a for-profit company and I forgot which company in particular, but they talked about how the CEO did calculations based on time spent responding to email versus profit lost. So like how much in wages and output did their company lose responding to email? They could have bought themselves like a private fucking jet from the amount of money lost in one year from responding to emails and Mm -hmm. like that i like i'm not a super capitalist thing like person but it's you know some people might say like shouldn't you be okay about responding to emails and wasting all that time if you're not into capitalism but like that's lost productivity and that's lost value to my clients and to me for my time and like yeah i get joy from doing my job <laughs> and like Fucking not how dare necessarily you. <laughs> the money the money <laughs> is truly important to my quality of life like yeah like the, uh-huh. the money is important and I don't get paid enough but I work in nonprofit and no one gets paid enough enough mm-hmm. for nonprofit but I stick with it because of the work that I'm doing and the benefit and the fact that I actually do work for people. Like I'm not pushing some obscure product around. I'm I'm selling my skill set and my time to people. And the fact that I have to waste it on responding to emails or reading or even deleting them is just demoralizing at best. And I mm-hmm. am getting really focused on that right now. And like, but it it totally ties into that thing of like we're younger and we're doing more and we have higher expectations and we're being treated like shit. Yeah. To the extent that there's this entire generational difference on understanding how and when to use vacation time. Yes. I like I I don't know how to plan a vacation anymore and yet my coworkers are looking at vacations from 6 months to a year in the future and I'm just like I like to just take a three-day weekend randomly when I clear out my schedule enough. And they're like, nope, we're going to – every October I go. And I'm like, how? Like, how – Yeah, with what money? Is that acceptable? Because in my world, you squeeze in days off where you don't have – yeah. I mean, that too. But, like, being in customer service for so long, being in a human-focused field, it's very – for me, it's very much like – 
when are when is my life not in crisis enough? Like, when do I not right? feel obligated to this production enough that I can take time off and not be in the office? And it's so toxic. Like, I know it's toxic. But to then also be discounted because we're young just fucking yeah. drives in. We're coming up from these customer service yeah. fields where it's like yeah. you're bullied for Ugh. being sick, you know? And then you just turn into, like, this productivity machine. I can't schedule because of the way that Corey's work is it's tied to outside with like weather so he won't like schedule anything a couple of weeks in advance so I'm last minute but now I'm in a position where I have to cover for other people and they're just scheduling like the week of Christmas off like I'm just not gonna work at all this Christmas and I'm like cool but that's my busy time and that's your busy time and now I'm doing both of our jobs at the same time to cover you know like and I'm just like I'm over it and and there's nothing to do with that time so it feels wasteful but, like, with the way that my job goes, the, like, the vacation and stuff is used to go to doctor's appointments, you know? Like, to go do these things to keep my life expectancy high and, like, longevity long and, like, do these adult fucking things that all these other people, I don't know how, but they just somehow managed to, like, not have to worry about it? I don't know. Like, you know, and they have kids and stuff, so sometimes they have to I do, totally get that, like, too. Yeah. They have to do these things that I don't have to do. Like, so that is a waste of their... But they also have, like, three times the vacation I do because they've been there for 35 years and they used to allow them to have five weeks of vacation. Now my max is going to be four when I hit, like, 20 years. I just got three weeks of vacation because I hit five, you know? And that's a monthly accrual rate. So, like... the younger you are, the faster you burn through that because of incidentals. Like, you don't have enough money to fix your fucking car, so your car breaks down. So now I'm using that because I have to spend 24 hours trying to figure out how to get to work every day. And, you know, like, yeah, the expectations are fucking bizarre. And, yeah, and, it's, and yeah, like, it's just really frustrating. It's just stressing. Yeah. And, ugh. Anyway, I had two jobs <laughs> last week. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Are you one of those people that just, like, they give you jobs because you, like, exude competence? Like, are you one of those people? I had to, like, cry in my job interview to be like, no, really, I'm ready for a 40-hour work week. Please let me, like. (sighs) Do you think I'm one of those people that just exudes confidence? I have always been very intimidated by you and your authority. So, like. (laughs) But that's a good thing. That's actually changed a lot. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh. There's a kind of a backstory to one of these, and I think about it a lot. I I interned at this place with homeless adults and, or currently works with homeless adults. I was there for a year. I really liked it. I had to leave because they were my first internship, not my second. But when I graduated, you know, I took some time off from the field, um, just fucked around at the comic shop, really, I think, grew as a person there. Like, I wasn't stifled by mm-hmm. a system. Like, the, it was like, hey, you're confident, you're increasing sales. Here is legit success that you experience directly from your work. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. But when I came back into the field, I applied at that in- internship for two jobs. They didn't get either. One was a job that required more grant work and knowledge, and I have zero experience with that. And the other one, unfortunately, someone from internal applied. And so the agency prioritizes internal applicants. And so they had to go with her. Mm -hmm. When I was talking, the executive director, however, knew me (laughs) and was like, I like (laughs) her and called me to walk me through why I didn't get the job, which 
was awesome. It's a small agency, so it's not probably not that abnormal. But she was telling me that like, when I came in, I was so much more confident than I was whenever I was interning there. And it was really cool to see. So it probably is a bit of that. And I only have the job I have now because the message I got was I had been out of the field a little too long and I needed to just get back in more than I needed to focus on finding something for my license and my degree. Mm -hmm. You know, the responsibility I wanted to take. But um, so she called me last week and asked to do an interview with me last week. It was like the next day, which was really cool. Uh, So I should hear something about that this week. And the other job is for a local mental health center where I came in with just a lot of confidence and maybe that like I I didn't skirt the fact that I didn't have the clinical experience they were probably looking for. And well, finally, one of the guys was like, don't discount your customer service experience. You know, you're going to be doing a lot of similar stuff when it comes to selling products and services. But I don't know, maybe I am that person that people look at and go, wow, she really feels like she can do shit. <laughs> but well, I think that's something that you I learn when you have the job for shit, a while. So yeah, definitely. I think it's something that you learn Mm -hmm. as you're doing the actual job is that, oh, by the way, here's a real job and you get just as much, like you were saying, if you don't publish a paper in in your undergrad, you're behind. Like, I didn't have any classes in that undergrad that would explain to me how to get that shit done. Like, same with high school, same with, like, there's this idea that, like, even kids learning how to read, they they just expect it to happen. Like, you just gotta figure that shit out on your own or have parents that love you enough to do that for you. There's this huge lack of training that happens in every aspect of your life. Oh, yeah. Feeding you this shit that they're like, yeah, no, it's okay if you do the right things with the right people, it'll happen, but you're just gonna have to magically know how to do that. And it's like with your job, you know, it's like just you're going to figure out how to get all the email handled. You're going to figure out how to do the actual job because nobody left you any instructions, you know. And and I feel like having done that for five years in a position, like now if I went in, there would be no tears for me. I'd be like, listen, I'm the bitch that gets shit done. You want me. I want to be here. Pay me what I'm worth, you know. But but nobody gets those first jobs. Right. No, and that, that's a really good point. It also helped. So one of the complaints that I have and I've had in the field and I've had kind of, in nearly all situations except customer service, which is the irony because everybody dismisses customer service. And there are a lot of like, I, I think I have a very unique experience in it. But I my first boss in social services was amazing. I think about her a lot and how she handled herself, how she let me kind of get away with things, how she kind of gave me feedback and like was invested in me and my exploration as a professional. Also, good news, when you're editing this, you're going to be able to delete so much sound. (laughs) But uh, when I was in customer service, you know, I got a lot of professional and personal feedback about development, skill development, investment. And now Mm -hmm. it might be because... In for-profit, you're looking at profit, and profit comes from having skilled, dedicated employees, and part of that leadership model is giving back into them. But nonprofit, in my experience, kind of ties more into maintain the status quo, which is not a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there are a lot of agencies that just want their employees definitely on the levels that I've been at to stick within their box. And I can't do that because like at some point, again, back to the ages and thing, these old bitches are going to retire. Like they're going to have to retire or they're going to fucking die. What do you do when you don't have somebody who you've been investing in? What do you do when you've been the only contact that's been able to maintain a relationship? relationship with a a sister agency and you're gone 
do you have somebody who could, who they care enough about to call to who they care enough about to get involved in meetings there have been so many i have seen this happen where agencies people have left and you lose your one connection with the agency and so you have to start over mm-hmm. from scratch there's no back door that you have you have to do everything over again and it's like if they had just invested in another person if one other person had been involved who was younger who was newer to the position mm-hmm. who was more willing to be there and if they had just any other faces, like multiple faces, two or three faces from the agency who are involved in there, you can maintain a tradition so much better when it's outside of one person. And it, it just blows my mind that there's no professional skill development in our fields or like in my field where it's like you have to grow because there's it's inevitable that people leave and you just like (laughs) you can't expect yeah there will always be somebody who can fill the spot there will always be warm bodies i know this that's great but at some point if you don't invest internally you're going to lose progress and you're going i don't know i think i'm i'm rambling no i get it I get it. And, you know, honestly, like, I have invested so much in building processes and putting things on paper for my position because, like, if they just had to hire someone off the ground, I know exactly who they're going to hire. They're going to hire somebody off the floor like they did me, like some part-timer or whatever, and they're going to be thrown in to this thing that maybe they're not going to to be able to handle, you know, because – because I got these responsibilities based on that professional development that a corporation feeds in sometimes if they're doing their shit right. Yeah. And like right. trying to profit off of the oligarchy <laughs> a little bit so that I like if I ever leave it, I leave with some tools that I can make money off of. And so I'm sitting here going, okay, so what needs to happen if I'm gone? Like what portion of it is the people who's going to come in after me? And what portion of it is just going to like disappear into the ether? Because I'm sitting here watching the turnover in my company. And it's like Grand Central fucking station. Like you said, I do so many cold calls because I have to rebuild professional like relationships with people, new people every six months. And sometimes the things that their predecessors did for like the company, it wasn't part of their job description. It was just some random fucking thing that they got like like roped into doing so now nobody does it so then there's another thing that i gotta figure out how to get a process built for because hey we were doing this the wrong way now nobody's doing it and it's needed to do this other thing you know and and corporations are so bloated and there's just so much room for that that i feel like just by being the kind of person who's like if i don't get something fixed i'm not going to be able to sustain my workflow you know and i can't not sustain my workflow because i have to make more money you know, like, so I'm going to sustain my workflow, mm-hmm. do some fixes, and then hopefully get a good increase, you know, like, that's hopefully, and I have a good boss, so she recognizes what I do, so that's good. And she's also, like, your Hell first yeah. boss, feeding in with a lot of professional development and comments and stuff. So I'm, like, trying to make the most off of that, because I know, looking around, even within my plant, look at all these fucking dudes who just don't give a shit about the people who work under them, and I'm like, this is the main reason why if I started a company myself, it'd be nothing but bitches. Everywhere the eye can see, nothing but bitches. <laughs> <laughs> because we bitches get shit done. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Yeah. So uh speaking no, of bitches I'm who totally get shit done. Like on that same <laughs> Yeah, Nettie Akorafor, Tana Ford and James Devlin. What a transition. <laughs> Alright, y'all. welcome to girls talk comics this is your lieutenant of literature no wait i'm the master of mediocrity i'm aaron i'm the mom host 
We're keeping that. I'm the that. lol host. This is, this is Jessica, yeah. the lieutenant of literature. I'm the real lieutenant of literature. That's not as that's not as flowy as I'm the real Slim Shady. 